You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. It means so much more to me than you think that you're listening to this podcast. Not this podcast in particular, although I think it's going to be a good one, uh, but just that you take time out of your day to listen. Um, as always, brought to you by Guide Social, social video marketing funnels for e-commerce that convert. Uh, learn more at guidesocialglobal.com. Okay, so let's get into this, um, this sort of relaunch of the show uh, here where I really just want to use a little bit more of the way that I'm thinking about things, what I'm seeing with all my clients across the board and how video advertising is working and what we need to keep our eye on and how to dominate little pieces of it so that we can not just grow our businesses, but also get our products in more homes, get more people excited about what we're bringing to the world. And I'm excited. I'm excited to sort of kick off this new effort. And what I'm doing here is uh, this is in conjunction with a longer blog that I wrote. And this blog uh, is uh, called The Convincing Reason Retargeting and ROAS is Dead as We Know It on Facebook. So we're an e-commerce agency at Guide Social. We have... uh, that, and we and we focus largely on video, but really, obviously, anything that anything to get the to get the results. Uh, but we you know we have ten Shark Tank clients. We we work very very hard to to bring new products, new inventions to the world and into people's homes. So uh, we're we we see these. We we spend millions of dollars a month in ads, and we just see this stuff happening all the time, over and over again. We get the same question about this big number, the number that used to rule all, ROAS, return on advertising spend. Uh, it used to be the main marker, the main marker that you would look like uh, that you would look at. And in many ways, it still is. The main thing that you look at when you're trying to figure out if your Facebook advertising efforts are working for you. And since that's largely how we run our video ad funnels, it's a big deal to me. And I've been doing a ton of research on how the landscape is changing. And it is changing. So let me walk you through this quickly. I want you to know that all is not lost. But the tech giants are now getting in the way of advertisers and siding more with the public. So ever since uh, ever since Cambridge Analytica a few years ago and Mark Zuckerberg uh, famously or infamously appearing on Capitol Hill after that scandal, the idea of data privacy has just gotten huge. It's gotten enormous. And the big tech giants like Apple have started to build this deeper privacy into their ecosystem. So that's forced us to think way different about how we advertise and how we track that work of advertising. Now, a lot of this is linked to Safari. If you have an iPhone, great, that's awesome. 39% of the smartphone market share belongs to Apple. It's an awesome device. It's also a device which is getting more and more locked down when it comes to privacy all the time. For us as users, that's good. I mean, right? I mean, we like privacy. We like privacy. We don't think about the cost of that, which could potentially be less relevant ads. But at the end of the day, it's so hard to measure what the cost of that actually is. Safari is the web browser that we all use on our iPhone. I actually don't. I use Chrome. 
but most people use Safari. Safari is the most popular internet browser on the entire internet right now with a 55% market share. So that's across computer and mobile Safari. So if you're going and looking up something on the internet, chances are if you're not inside a social media app, you likely are on Safari. 55% of people are. So it's not new, it's been going on for a while, these security rollouts. So let me give you the sort of timeline here. And it all comes down to cookies, and I will get into this. Um, so basically, and, and just and just to be clear about retargeting and uh, ROAS and everything, ROAS means return on advertising spend. So you get to measure exactly, in our case, we, we work with e-commerce companies, so we're tracking purchases. So how much money, how much actual revenue is being brought into the business based on how much money is actually being spent on advertising dollars. And so that's our ROAS, been the big tracker. And retargeting simply means that you are seeing an ad from a website that you visited. So if you've ever gone to a website and then gone over to Instagram and seen an ad for that, that's just retargeting in action. There's a little piece of code that exists on that website that's tracking the fact that you were there and your behavior. And it knows that you're logged into Facebook and all the information is held on those servers. So I'll get into that more a little bit in a second when I talk about the difference between first and third party cookies. But let me give you a quick timeline about how Apple is starting to lock down on this stuff. So in 2017, Apple rolled out a huge update uh, that they call ITP. Uh, it, it, was a, it, was a, it was the Safari Intelligent Tracking prevention program and it made it way harder to track people buying things using their safari web browser advertisers were so ticked off that they petitioned uh, they wrote public letters it was a huge thing they were so mad at apple uh, but it's actually continued to increase over time in march 2020 apple made a huge update to itp blocking all third-party cookies by default. I'm going to go into that in a second. So third-party cookies are, just so you know, the lifeblood of advertiser retargeting and showing someone an ad based on their website viewing history, as I've said. It's all about third-party cookies. And not all cookies are created equal. So what's the difference between first and third-party cookies? Okay. So you have your first-party cookies. Again, they're both little pieces of tracking code that sit on your website. You just copy and paste HTML code into your website. Boom, it starts tracking that. First party cookies are little pieces of code with data being collected by that site and created by that site. So I have a website, I created this tracking code, I own that information, I'm the only one that has access to that information. That's it. So this is how I see the stats on my website all the time. First party cookie. A third party cookie is not created by you. It's put on the site, but not created by you. It's created by a third party, implemented onto your site, and the data is hosted on a third party server. So it's not hosted by you, it's hosted on a server. So this is like the Facebook pixel. So it's the little line of code that goes onto your website so you can track what Facebook users are coming to your site and what they're doing on your site. And then it sends that information back to Facebook so advertisers can use it in ad targeting, saying, hey, they're going to this website, so they must be interested in these things. Hey, they went to your website, so you have the opportunity to now retarget them and show them another ad for your product or your service or whatever it may be. 
Okay, does that make sense? So first-party cookies, people generally okay with this. They're used for internal analytics largely. But third-party cookies, they are seeing a huge crackdown across Silicon Valley. Increasingly controversial, increasingly blocked by big tech. Okay, so where are we now? Third-party cookies are getting even crazier now. So Safari, as I said, the most popular web browser in the U.S., is already turning off third-party cookie trafficking by default. So you pick up your phone, Mac, whatever, you get Safari, cookie tracking turned off by default. Forget about it. Not being tracked. Okay? So what does that mean? So that means when you go into Safari on your phone, or unless you've enabled it, when you go on, to, on your phone or on your computer, you go into Safari, you type in a website, you go to buy something, of course, the store is going to know that something was bought, of course, but we'll have no idea what to attribute that sale to. So if we had seen, if they'd seen a Facebook video three days ago, and then they were like, huh, I remember that. I want to Google that. And then they go to, they go on their phone and they Google it and then they purchase it. There's no way to track that back to the ad because without third-party cookies turned on, you can't be tracked across your behavior, uh, across the internet, across your apps. It's not a thing. And now over the summer and into the fall with the release of macOS Big Sur, it's the new Mac operating system and the new iPhone operating system, it's going further because third-party cookies always off by default. But now when you open apps on your phone that could be using third-party tracking data to, again, show you more relevant stuff, Apple is going to shoot a pop-up that asks you if you agree to allow this data to be tracked. Of course, we don't know about this yet because we don't <laughs> we're not sure exactly what user behavior is going to be like around this but i would guess that the vast majority of people are when when giving the opportunity to have more privacy with a simple tap of the button will simply say yeah i'm not going to allow that because the advertiser isn't isn't there to be able to tell them well you you know if you say yes, you're going to get more relevant ads in your life in general. You know, when, when, you, when you go to Facebook and Instagram in general, you're going to see ads that are more relevant to who you are, you know, rather than just being the Wild West and seeing a bunch of ads for things you're not interested in. Uh, but that's that, that opportunity is not going to happen. Um, and and again, uh, I, I'm an active advertiser. <laughs> we have tons of clients. We, we have so much money in, 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 in Facebook ads. I completely understand uh how, how, how people would think I would be on one side of this. But listen, I understand the need for privacy and it's totally legitimate. I, and I think it's absolutely fine that Apple is putting these privacy measures in. And I'll get to this in a little bit about how you can actually not necessarily combat it, but work with it, play the game in a way that you can win. Um, Apple is actually pushing back this requirement on apps to early 21 early 2021 so app developers can catch up, but it's coming. So when you open up apps on your phone, you're gonna get this pop-up. Uh, and if you read the blog, you'll see uh, you'll see what it looks like. There's an example there, uh, but uh, it's all the data used to track you. You'll be able to see that list. And there'll be a pop-up asking you. Okay, so what do you do? I get it, good question. Retargeting used to be the most profitable way because these people are already through your funnel. They know your brand, they know who you are, they know your deal, they've been to your website, they may have spent some time on there and now I can just show them another ad. They should already be warmed up, it should be an easy sell. So if you can't do that anymore, what do you do? 
are you are, are you dead? <laughs> is it gone? Are, are you going to lose your ability to advertise? Not at all. First of all, all of the stuff that you're doing on cold traffic is absolutely still there. So if you're buying it directly, you see a Facebook ad, you click, you go and buy it through Facebook directly in that experience, it should still get tracked correctly, even if you're on an iPhone. But the sales funnel needs to be rebuilt now. So you're squeezing out the most profit and finding other effective ways to retarget and more importantly, shifting the way you think about your ROI when it comes to advertising. Okay, so here's the thing. We've all become addicted to data in 2020. And it's, it's funny, if you watch the social network, very popular documentary talking about how awful big tech is for us and, and phones. Um, I'm not going to get into that right now. But uh, one of the things that they said, I think it's spot on, is that a lot of advertisers are out there selling guaranteed results. And the reason they said that in that context is because they were talking about how selling how uh, the the algorithms were so good, so powerful, knew so much about you that they were able to show you the perfect ad at the perfect time, all the time, absolutely amazing, so we could sell guarantees. Now, number one, one of the reasons why we're the fifth agency everybody works with is because all the other agencies are crap and you shouldn't be guaranteeing this stuff. You just you, need, you always need to have a transparent conversation about what the potential ROI is here. But these guarantee, this guarantee, this predictable return on advertising spend, it's not, a, it's not going to be as much of a thing anymore because our ability to track the impact of our advertising is going to be severely impacted by these changes going on in big tech. So if we can't track it as well, what do we do? Do we not invest in it? Not necessarily. You just need to change the way that you think about it. So back in TV, this happened all the time. And of course, billions, trillions of dollars poured into television advertising because people would see, oh, well, when we're running television advertising at this rate, we would see our sales, our, our, our revenue going up at the company at this rate. Great. It's working. Let's do it. And that's just the way that we need to shift when we're thinking about Facebook and Instagram advertising as third-party cookies are going away. And by the way, third-party cookies, that goes for Pinterest, that goes for Twitter, that goes for Google, although Google is uh, sort of pushing it back in their apps, but they still, Google has said they're going to shut it down too in Chrome, uh, but they're not, they haven't, as I read, uh, I think they haven't committed to do that until sometime in 2022. So that's a little bit of a ways off, uh, but it is in the future. It's, it's coming, it's happening. And you, you can think of the ethical pressure that's going to be on Google now that Apple has made these huge moves. <clears throat> so, uh, so basically, we just need to think about this differently. You need to think about the fact that your Facebook, this is one of the reasons why we do so much video, because video leads to a lot of brand awareness. And brand awareness has, has a tendency to lead to people going and Googling you and finding you on Amazon. So it has a tendency to boost Amazon sales and website sales without the tracking being there. Because if somebody goes and Googles it in Safari after they've seen a Facebook ad, they, they come back a few hours later and Google it in Safari, that you can't track it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, it should be attributed to the ad, but nobody will ever know. It's impossible to know, impossible. So you just need to take a look at how your sales are going across your channels based on the amount of money that you're investing in advertising, which can be very hard if, you use, if you're using multiple uh, advertising platforms. It can be very, very difficult. Uh, but there are way, uh, other ways to track things using UTM parameters and things like that. But at the end of the day, 
those are all things you control in ads. When somebody, when a user goes in, Googles something, if you don't have a third party cookie on there, you're, it's, it's, it's a little bit of an information vacuum. But retargeting is still alive and well. You just have to retarget in different ways. So part of the reason we're so big on video is because it's a highly retargetable asset. So you can retarget 25, 50, 75, 95% uh, of, of a video view and you're going to have a much bigger audience there so you you know what these people are like so one of the things for example we're experimenting with in my agency is we're experimenting with um, custom audiences that we're retargeting on facebook of people that have watched 95 percent of a video and have clicked an ad basically allows us to target website viewers but we they but they may be able to even get more drilled down because we also know they've consumed all the video content. So they're either in or they're out. I mean, they know who we are. They are clearly down the funnel. They're down the awareness spectrum. They're in the consideration phase of the funnel and they'll have the opportunity now to join us as a customer or leave. So you can always retarget what people are doing because you can always retarget what they're doing on the platforms. You just can't retarget what they're doing off the platforms. So you just have to think differently about the type of content you make in your advertising so that you can retarget that content rather than just leave it there and just wait for people to get to the site so that you can retarget them. So hopefully that makes sense. I really wanted to share that with you. It's super important to me. I've been meaning to share this um, this 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 thoughts the, the, these thoughts with people for a while uh, i did a bunch of research to come up with the timeline and just see how this was all working and hopefully it makes a lot of sense um and uh and 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 just just sort of helps you see that it's not that facebook advertising is getting worse we just need to track different metrics we need to think about it a little bit differently we have to shift our mindset around advertising in 2020 and beyond and we have to start retargeting in different ways have a bigger focus on content generation because the algorithm is not going to do all the work for us anymore which is totally okay because at the end of the day we should be building relationships and using emotion and psychology to help people understand why they should join us rather than just relying on simple algorithmic ways to make money which usually in the long run don't work all that great. Okay, thank you so much for being here with me. I really, really appreciate it. I have a lot, a lot more of these great little, little, uh, little, little tidbit episodes coming for you in, in in the coming weeks here on the Video Marketing Podcast as we reinvent and reimagine a little bit so that I can give you the most value that I possibly can. That's all that I want to do. Um, and hopefully this this is a. I actually have not seen this story anywhere. I mean, there's a lot of chatter about this um, among us that are advertising, but nobody's actually writing about it in a broad way. So I'm very excited for this post and podcast to get out into the world, share it with anyone who you think will get value from it. And I can't wait to see you again next week. Thanks so much.